This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, April 5th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. The Panama Papers leak reveals that several current and former officials in various governments around the world took advantage of tax havens to shelter wealth from prying taxmen. Many of those officials head or headed authoritarian governments and have been accused of raiding their treasuries. But is the problem that they took advantage of legal structures in other countries or that they took advantage of the people in their own countries? Cato's Dan Mitchell comments. The Panama leaks scandal, such as it is, involves the theft or leaking of millions of pages of documents from a major international law firm based in Panama with offices all around the world. And what we're supposed to be scandalized by is the fact that people who are active in international business use international structures, companies, trusts, foundations, things like that. Uh, So as far as I'm concerned, there's no real there there. Now, for over a year, the investigators have had this information. They've combed through it. uh, And it's remarkable how little salacious information they've been able to uncover. Uh, They found a few politicians, a few uh, sports celebrities. uh, But the real issue is, are any of these people actually breaking any laws? Or are they just engaging in what every red-blooded American and every red-blooded person around the world does, which is try to minimize the amount of tax that government takes from them. The assumption that I made when I initially heard about this is this, oh, these are high-ranking government officials who are probably looting the treasury and um, making use of these uh, havens to hide the money that they've taken. I'm sure, uh, based on what we've seen, that that's some of what's happening. Now, whether it's you know one tenth of one percent of these uh, of the clients of the uh, law firm, uh, or even less than that, we don't know. Uh, but presumably, uh, Vladimir Putin does not come to his wealth honestly. Presumably, it is off the backs of the Russian people or money diverted from the Russian oil industry. But that's a story of government corruption, and that story exists whether or not. He leaves the money in banks in Russia or whether he uh, uh, he diversifies it around the world. Uh, and since Vladimir Putin is not under any legal investigation, there's nothing that in, either ethically or legally should stop a law firm or any other entity from doing business with Putin or any of his uh, network of, of cronies. Now, this is, here's a, a series of have headlines from uh, the McClatchy uh, wire service. It says, Um, Massive leak exposes dark world of shell corporations. Mexican tycoons sought shelter for his millions. Secret offshore money helps fuel Miami real estate boom. Secret offshore companies trace back to condo featured on Miami Vice. After Panama Papers leak, U.S. Britain press for names. Uh, And one here, the new offshore haven, Wyoming. So it seems to me that the, the hook, at least the news hook, that a lot of people are trying to grab onto is... This is the problem. The problem is that people want to shelter wealth from governments. Well, there's a couple of things happening. First, people like to diversify. If you're a very successful person, uh, you're not going to want to have all your eggs in one basket. You're going to diversify your portfolio internationally. You're going to diversify it among types of investment. And of course, as I mentioned before, you're going to use these international structures that international law firms uh, and international financial advisors specialize in creating. Uh, It's sort of like uh, reading some of these headlines with the implication that something bad 
bad must be going on. It's sort of like saying, well, General Motors is an evil car company because 1% of the people who buy GM cars use them as getaway vehicles and bank robberies or something like that. It makes no sense. If there are bad people doing some bad things, by all means, investigate them, prosecute them, but don't as some of our friends on the left are, are trying to do, don't use this whole non-scandal as an excuse to try to tear down what little remaining privacy there is around the world uh, for people who, who want to do legal tax avoidance, for people who want to protect their money from corrupt and venal governments. I'm sure there are lots of Venezuelans on this list. Would any of us behave any differently if we were in Venezuela and we had a corrupt thugocracy uh, that was trying to steal our money? Or, or if we lived in Mexico, where the, where the tax authority is corrupt and will sell your information to a kidnapping gang if you have real assets, and next thing you know, you wind up uh, getting one of your kid's fingers in the mail? Uh, so yeah, there are lots of reasons why, uh, beyond just tax avoidance, why people would want to use these international structures. And that's why I keep repeating, this is a non-story except to the extent that the left can use it to sort of breathe new life into their whole campaign to try to harmonize taxes uh, to destroy tax competition and increase the power of governments around the world. And a key element of this tax harmonization is that reduction of privacy for people who want to keep money elsewhere. So how, how has that been moving in, in recent years? Well, unfortunately, we've seen a huge erosion in financial privacy around the world. Uh, even a country that had very strong human rights policies, such as Switzerland, now agrees, at least in theory, uh, that those human rights laws don't protect foreign investors who have their money in Switzerland. And of course, if you have your money in Switzerland, it should only be the business of Switzerland how or if or when to tax it. Uh, but nonetheless, we're, we now live in this world where high-tax governments have sort of created a cartel, an OPEC for politicians, working through uh, international bureaucracies like the OECD, where everyone is supposed to share every bit of information, even with governments that are venal, corrupt, incompetent, uh, and, and shouldn't have access and can't be trusted with access uh, to information. Uh, and so I'm afraid in this new Orwellian world, uh, what few remaining outposts there are, uh, such as these Panamanian law firms and the structures they create, what few remaining outposts there are, are under a lot of pressure, uh, even though, again, it's amazing. The investigators have had this data for a year, and the best they can come up with, the most uh, supposedly scandalous information is that, oh, uh, Prime Minister David Cameron's father uh, used one of these structures. So what? Is there any evidence that he broke a law? Dan Mitchell is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.